Star Wars 7x7 episode 2867. It's another step in the journey to the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. The novel Brotherhood by Mike Chen comes out today and on today's podcast I've got a non-spoiler review for you. Punch it! Hey Rebel Razor, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So let's start off by refreshing ourselves about the deal with Brotherhood. This is from the official synopsis. It says, After an explosion devastates Cato Nemoidia, the jewel of the Trade Federation, the Republic is blamed and the fragile neutrality of the planet is threatened. The Jedi dispatch Obi-Wan Kenobi, one of the, uh, one of the Order's most gifted diplomatic minds, to investigate the crime and maintain the balance that has begun to dangerously shift. As Obi-Wan investigates with the help of a heroic Nemoidian guard, he finds himself working against the Separatists who hope to draw the planet into their conspiracy and senses the sinister hand of Asajj Ventress in the mists that cloak the planet. It goes on to say, amid the brewing chaos, Anakin Skywalker rises to the rank of Jedi Knight. Despite the mandate that Obi-Wan travel alone and his former master's insistence that he listen this time. Yeah, that's actually in italics in the description here. Anakin's headstrong determination means nothing can stop him from crashing the party and bringing along a promising but conflicted youngling. Once a Padawan to Obi-Wan, Anakin now finds himself on equal but uncertain footing with the man who raised him. The lingering friction between them increases the danger for everyone around them. The two knights must learn a new way to work together and they must learn quickly to save Cato Nemoidia and its people from the fires of war. To overcome the threat they face, they must grow beyond master and apprentice. They must stand together as brothers. Now, as that description mentions, we are going to see Asajj Ventress, and it's more than just Obi-Wan sensing Asajj lurking around in the Cato Nemoidian mists. He actually does encounter Ventress in person and multiple times, and there's an excerpt, the one of three excerpts that have been published prior to the publication of the novel, includes his very first meeting ever with Asajj Ventress, so that just crackles with electricity. There's also an excerpt of Obi-Wan and Dexter Jetsetter appearing from Attack of the Clones again, and that whole conversation is fantastic, and the way Dexter is able to help Obi-Wan grow in his own diplomatic skills is just terrifically handled. And the final excerpt that was released has to do with Obi-Wan letting Anakin know that he's going on this mission to Cato Nemoidia, but meanwhile Anakin has another mission where he's going to have to talk to younglings and tell them you know, what he's learned about being a Jedi and answer all of their questions, which sets up a lot of comedic stuff on the back end and also gives us the entree into the troubled youngling that gets mentioned in the official description. Now, one of the things I find particularly remarkable is that with the Clone Wars having been so well documented, not just in the you know seven seasons of the Clone Wars series and the movie, but also with novels that have taken place during the Clone Wars series. It seems like, just on the face of it, there must not be a lot of space in that particular three-year time period in Star Wars canon storytelling that hasn't really been told, where things haven't been explored, and especially not with these major characters. And yet, and yet, Mike Chen has 
has found a place to tell a complete story, one that we haven't heard before. It's, you know, lucky that we got the prompt with <laughs> Revenge of the Sith and Obi-Wan saying, yeah, the business on Kanan and Moiety doesn't count. But it's another thing to actually find a place to tell that story and do it in a way that fits within the ever-increasing new Star Wars canon. And Mike Chen does that very successfully while also tying it in to other novels. So Queen's Hope, by E.K. Johnston, which just came out and also touches on the same time period. That gets mentioned in here, or at least, you know, kind of lines up with it from a timeline perspective because some of the events happening in that novel happen almost concurrently with the events happening in Brotherhood. And then also there's even a, a check or two that would put you in mind of Master and Apprentice, the novel by Claudia Gray, which features Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi on what could have been one of their last missions. And for those of you Qui-Gon Jinn fans who feel like that character was lost too soon, I will simply say for the time being that his presence is deeply felt in this book, which is awesome. The other thing that's kind of deeply felt is the Obi-Wan and Anakin connection, which is really very well done. And in his acknowledgments at the end, Mike Chen talks about continuing the work of Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor and Matt Lanter and J uh, James Arnold Taylor. I have to say, you know, I feel like as I was reading this, you know, the images in my mind going through it really did lean more toward the animated series rather than the live action situation. There are moments in the beginning where Obi-Wan is reflecting on the events of Attack of the clones and in particular the argument <laughs> that he and Anakin get in as they're flying to face Count Dooku when Padme falls out of the ship and they're arguing about you know doing your duty and that sort of thing that happens and yet and yet I don't know maybe it is the presence of Asajj Ventress in there but I definitely you know saw this more in an animated fashion and so I think I heard a little more Matt Lanter, a little more James Arnold Taylor, a little more Nika Futterman in this, and that's okay. That's actually really great and fun, at least it was for me. As for the other characters, it's you know primarily that Nemoidian guard and that troubled youngling, and in fact the novel itself is told from alternating perspectives. So each chapter is told from someone else's viewpoint, not necessarily repeating stuff that happens, although that does happen in a couple of cases where the events of one chapter bleed into the next as two characters have been together and maybe you're hearing you know the end of a scene from one character's perspective and then the next chapter begins with the other character's perspective and it kind of recaps a little of that conversation from their own headspace as it moves on from time to time. I really like these new characters and so I think you know, we'll talk about them in a little more detail as we continue this week and get into a little more spoilery territory. Overall though I have to say you know, I had an experience with it that I haven't had in a while with a Star Wars novel which is that I was rushing to the end of it. So I think the last time that that happened was when I was reading Victory's Price by Alexander Freed and this time as I was reading it and as we were getting toward the dramatic inclusion and there's a final confrontation that I 
was anticipating happening and I was kind of reading faster and faster because I was like, I want to get to that confrontation, which did in fact happen and I was very excited about. And there also manages to be, you know, some drama and some fear in it too, because of course we know that Obi-Wan and Anakin have to survive the events of this novel just because of where it takes place in the timeline. And yet Mike Chen is still able to create the you know space for conflict and the space for fear that the outcome won't necessarily be the one you're hoping for or the one you predict too. So, you know, kudos to him for that one as well. Overall, I'd say I really enjoyed it, and it is a fascinating glimpse into the developing relationship and the changing relationship between Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker as they are in that transition period from Master and Apprentice to you know, generals on the front lines of the Clone War. And it's a great thing to check out if you've got the time to do it prior to the Obi-Wan Kenobi series debuting. We'll talk a little bit more about specific details about the book in the coming days, but for now, that is going to do it for this non-spoiler review of Brotherhood by Mike Chen, and that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always, and may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited, other respective trademark and copyright holders, may the Force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.